Welcome back in everyone to a fantastic new Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have a fabulous new show to share with you. In fact, it is the third creator's pick of the year. We have had such an amazing year so far of theater and we are bringing you this incredible show entitled Job. I'm sure you've heard a lot about it. It had a recent run in the fall and now it's back here at the Connolly Theater. And joining us to talk to us about it today is the director, Michael Hurwitz. As we mentioned, we are talking about the show Job playing now through March 3rd at the Connolly Theater. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting jobtheplay.com. We had the incredible honor of getting to see this show last week, and it was astounding. Astounding. That, that, that doesn't even do it justice. The roller coaster you will go on when you see the show is amazing. The subject matter that it deals with, the way the story is told, it is the most thrilling 90 minutes you will experience. So with that, let's go ahead and bring on our guest today, Michael Hurwitz, welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to talk to you about the show. Our third creator's pick of the year. This, this year has been insane. I can't believe the quality of theater that's coming out, especially with this show. Oh my gosh. I, I don't have words. It, it was such an emotional ride. Can we start by having you tell us a little bit about what this show is about? Sure. Yeah. First of all, thank you for, for those kind words. Yeah. So the, the play is called Job and it takes place in a therapist's office in San Francisco in, in January of, of 2020. And essentially there's a young woman who has been put on medical leave from her job at a big sort of tech behemoth. And she is here in this therapist's office sort of meeting this crisis counselor after she has become the subject of a viral video and she is here to get her job back from trying to get a recommendation from the therapist who will you know, sort of give her, put her back into her office, but things are not totally as they seem. And so the play is sort of a bit of a mystery thriller as we discover exactly why the two of them are there and, and, and sort of who holds what power over whom. Yeah, it's, it's 80 minutes and, and takes place in one set and one, one place and one time. And, and it's a, hopefully a good time. <laughs> that is incredible. So I'm curious to know, you know, the play played in the fall at Soho Playhouse, and now here it is in, in the winter, slash spring, I guess, at the Connolly Theater. How is it that you came upon this work? I have known the writer, whose name is Max Wolf Friedlich. We met when we were in high school, basically, just out of high school. So we've known each other for, for over 10 years. And we first got to know each other. We started doing, I had a theater company with a bunch of my friends from high school that was called G45 Productions. It, it is now sort of more of a spirit than a theater company. But we were producing new plays, readings of new plays every every summer and through sort of friends of friends started to get to know Max and his writing and we programmed two of his plays back to back sort of in two separate summers and I directed the second one of those plays and the two of us just sort of developed this really beautiful working relationship alongside our sort of third triangle triumvirate who's Hannah Getz who's our dramaturg and also one of our producers on this play and the three of us just really balance each other really beautifully and and enjoy the the uh, 
sort of com- complex task of building plays together. And we really stand by each other. And, and they sort of brought me into to job sort of right after its first reading that it, it sort of was developed at I Am A Theater Company in California. And, and then we started on this journey, which began as a, the Lighthouse series at Soho Playhouse, which is like a sort of, sort of like a incubator festival. People did like 10 minutes of their pieces and they ranged from like 10 minute plays to 10 minute excerpts to like comedy and music and clowning. And it was a competition and, and Job ended up sort of winning this competition and won a slot in their season, basically. So that is a very long-winded answer that I should probably take another crack at, but that is how um, Job came. In. That's how I got involved in this play. I love that though. That journey is amazing. And I want to snowball that into my next question, which is what has it been like developing this great work? It's been extraordinary. It's been extraordinary. It, it, it I mean, it, it, the journey the show has taken is beyond what any of us ever dreamed of it to be. It, it really started as, you know, we were doing the first 10 pages in this festival with two folding chairs sort of trying to win this slot. I, I personally thought that winning that slot was very unlikely and was really just doing this really as sort of a favor to Max. And then it has just snowballed in this beautiful way. That festival 10 minutes led to this sort of first run at So Playhouse. And then we brought in Peter Friedman and Sydney Lemon, who are two of the actors who do the play and and then brought on, you know, producers and designers and a full team. And now we have the second engagement happening at the Connolly and sort of this little bit of a transfer that's happened. And it's been extraordinarily rewarding. It's really changed my life and, and a lot of our lives. And I'm extraordinarily proud of it. And also I the play is really complicated and, and it has so many questions. And I, in some ways, I feel like we've just scratched the surface. Like there's so much more that I wish I could do, but it has been a real journey of, of, of friendship and collaboration and deep, deep passion and curiosity about the potential of this play. It felt like we were sort of like in a house that had four walls and you start to sort of like just try to like elbow up against the corners of the house until a wall falls down. And you're like, oh my God, we're in a, we're in a new, we're in a new house. We're in a new play. And, and it's like working on a new play feels like that. You're like bucking up against the corners, trying to sort of figure out what it could be. And then you do that enough times, eventually like the play starts to reveal itself to you. And so I feel like I've been sort of married to this mystery of this play for like two years. That is fantastic. Now the show is just, brilliant it deals with several themes and the way the story is told i mean it's so natural and conversational it doesn't even feel like a play if you will is there a message or a thought you're hoping audiences take away from this piece you know there's really not i i something i love about the play is it really engenders conversation and i love hearing people argue about it and i love hearing people talk and i know it sounds really coy to be like well what do you think but I really do think that's been the most rewarding aspect of of sharing it with an audience is is just getting to listen to people engage with each, with each other about what they think it means and what they think happens and what they hope to happen next and in terms of the plot and and sort of the themes. So no, I I, I hope that people. I think part of what I've tried to do with this play is inject it with as much gentleness and warmth as I possibly could, despite the play being sort of a thriller and and sort of intense. So I, I hope that people sort of sense that simmering somewhere underneath the surface, but but no, I don't think there's any like political message that I'm trying to, to inflict. My final question for this first part is, who do you hope have access to the show? 
the show is really about sort of the experience of like the millennial and Gen Z employee. And so I really think it's about getting people in there sort of like the 18 to 18 to 36 sort of demographic into the play. And especially we've had a really extraordinary journey with people who don't see a lot of theater, people who might not necessarily think that sort of like a two character drama is for them, but they come down and they feel the play is speaking to them and they, they are excited about being like in, a, in at the theater for this 80 minute sort of roller coaster thrill ride. And, and I've just loved that, that we've sort of struck, struck a chord with those folks. And one of my favorite sort of moments is that I got a text from a friend who was at Claret's Horizons and there was someone in front of her who had said, I don't really see a lot of theater, but I saw this play called Job and I really loved it. And it reminds me that I liked theater. And now I am here at Horizons seeing this other play. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. So I think, I think if Job can be sort of like a gateway drug of, of plays, that would be a real, that's a real feat. And I would just love to get as many people who like, maybe they see Wicked once a year with their grandmother, or they have gone to those big musicals on Broadway, but, but don't think of sort of contemporary drama as for them. I think this is a real play to, to sort of challenge your assumptions about that. And, and Come on down. second part of our interviews we love to let our listeners get a chance to get to know our guests a little bit more pull the curtain back if you will and i'd love to start by asking you what or who inspires you what playwrights composers or shows have inspired you in the past or just some of your favorites great question thank you for that i you know i grew up as like a true true tried and true theater kid broadway loving kid musical theater loving kid i feel like i when I was a kid, I like hacked into my parents' Amazon account at age like five or six and like ordered all of these, a lot of the like PBS great performances DVDs. And so my mom was like, why are we suddenly having the National Theater's Oklahoma with Hugh Jackman? Why did this suddenly arrive at our doorstep? And I was like, oh, because I, I didn't realize that when it said buy with one click, it would actually purchase it and it would show up at our house. So I feel like I spent like, you know, probably four years alternating every day between like, the original Into the Woods that was filmed, the Oklahoma that was filmed, the Michael Blake Morris Kiss Me Kate that was filmed with Rachel York in London. Like those three DVDs were just on on full repeat. And I really think that sort of my aesthetic in some ways is like trickled down from those <laughs> sort of like from Trevor Nunn and James Lapine and Michael Blake Morris productions of those musicals. So I I think that's probably where it all started. And 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 then I think, you know, sort of seeing the normal heart on Broadway, sort of the George C. Wolf Joel Gray production. In, in 2011 was really like a, a life-changing moment, I think, in terms of theater speaking to sort of a political moment. And and what we talked about before we started recording, but sort of that moment of the lights come up and everybody's silent and people sort of file out of the theater in, in complete silence. I'd never experienced that until I saw that play. And knowing that that was possible, that you could affect an audience like that was was really profound for me. So So I would say that those are sort of the landmark sort of footholds that I have in, in, in the industry. And it's been very fun on a play like Job, which in some ways is so not that, right? It's not a big musical with 40 people. It's a two-hander in one with a very, very small palette. But I think something that is fun about working on this play is, is I, I sort of bring an appreciation for, for sort of music and magic and, and sort of like the small moments of spectacle that we can create 
to create a really sort of fulfilling and theatrical experience in that very, very small space. I love that answer. That is so wonderful. Well, I know you've been very busy with job, but I'm curious to know, have you seen any great theater lately you might be able to recommend to our listeners? Oh, to- well, I saw, yeah. I mean, I, I saw both this week, I saw The Connector at MCC, and then I saw Days of Wine and Roses on Broadway. And how ex- how exciting to have like two really ambitious, smart, challenging musicals sort of on on the main boards. It feels like a little bit like we... I don't know. It feels sort of refreshing. I felt like we hadn't haven't seen musicals like that in a little bit of time on on that kind of a scale. And I, you know, I, I think Kelly O'Hara and Brian Darcy James are at the height of their powers in in Days of Wine and Roses. So those are the two things that come to mind immediately. Is is, is those two pieces and and hats off to to those creators and those teams. I hope they both have beautiful, long, and joyous runs at their respective theaters. Yes, wonderful suggestions. Wonderful. With this love for the theater that you clearly have, I'm curious to know, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? It, it's twofold, I guess. I, I think as a director, I really like working on one show at a time, which is maybe going to be detrimental to my longevity in this business. But something that I, I love about that is it feels like I start to view the world through the lens of the show that I'm working on in that moment. And I, it feels like it's sort of this filter through which I experience my life in the world and that's probably not the healthiest thing but it's something that i find to be sort of transcendent and and magical and and i'm I'm grateful to live a life that is sort of influenced at a certain time by maxwell friedlich's job and at another point in time is influenced by ragtime and at another point is influenced by you know inspired by true events which is a play i'm doing next and so so that i think is one aspect of it I, the other point I would say in terms of my favorite part of working in the theater is, 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 is the people and, and, and feeling part of the, the community and part of a, a community and, and both the community of people who we work in the building with. So right now it's like the folks who are at the Connolly making job happen eight times a week. Like they are, they are my people and, and I love them and I, I'm, I'm proud to be among them. And also the community of, especially right now, the community of, of sort of young directors who are making theater happen across the city and across the world. I don't know the people across the world as well as I know the people across the city. But, you know, we have like Jack Serio upstairs from us at the Connolly and, and Ryan Dobrin sort of is making work across town. And so to be among, and, and, and Jake and Christina, all these sort of young directors who are making theaters out in the world right now and in the city, being in fellowship in a community with them is really the, a huge, huge, huge high point of, of, of a career in the arts. What a wonderful answer. I love that. And that leads to my favorite question to ask guests, which is, what is your favorite theater memory? There was sort of a moment in in high school where I thought like, oh, I think I'm going to be a director. I knew I wanted to be a director and I had been directing, but there was a moment where I felt like, oh, I think the world might see me as a director and that will be cool. And I had very illegally adapted. Um, I'd seen the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime and on the West End before it came to Broadway. This was the year before it came to Broadway. And in my high school, I, I sort of cut it down to a 50 minute one act version and and did it as part of this like one act festival that my high school put on. And there was a certain, also it's high school theater. So I was both director and stage manager. So I was calling the show sort of through a headset at the back of the house. And there was one sort of cue sequence that I called the star sequence. And so the lights go down and these flashlights come on and all these things happen. And then we sort of pull out of the sequence. And, and at the end of that moment, I had a teacher who was sort of like standing a couple feet away from me who turned to me and gave me this big thumbs up. He was like, all right, man, like 
that was a cool moment. Like, you know what you're doing. And I remember feeling sort of the, the divine spark of like, okay, I think, I think that I could make a life doing this. I think this could be, I think this could be what I do. And that was a very, very special moment. And I'm grateful to have had it. And I, I hope that one day I can be someone who gives someone else a thumbs up and says, hey, you, like, keep doing what you're doing. You're on, you're on the right track. That is such a good memory. Thank you so much for sharing that. And shout out to teachers. Yes. Totally. Yes, yes, yes. My, my soapbox moment is I, is I truly, truly believe like the best directors working in the American theater are actually middle school drama teachers. Like yeah. they really are the most innovative, the most creative. They're supporting their actors with so much might. Like I, I really, I, I, I bow at their feet. I think they're who carries you on the Tony Award. You're act I actually care about who's directing like the Music Man Junior in in Middle of America with their with their students. Like that person, that person rules. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, so well put. Well, as we wrap things up here, I just have a couple of last questions, starting with, are there any other projects that you have coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you? Yeah, sure. I, well, in March, I'm going to be directing a play at Jack, which I guess hasn't been announced yet. So I probably shouldn't speak much, but you can follow at Michael Hurwitz on Instagram and, and you'll, you'll see when it gets announced, but that's the end of March. And then this has been announced uh, in, in June and July. I'm directing a play called Inspired by True Events, which is by Ryan Spawn, who you may have seen on, on stage. And we're developing it with, with Michael Yuri, and we are uh, going to be at Out of the Box Theatrics, which just is opening sort of their brand new space at 154 Christopher Street. And we will be the inaugural production to open that space, which is super exciting. We have a brilliant, brilliant cast of, of sort of like off-Broadway and Broadway theater stalwarts. And it's a really, really fun and also sort of harrowing, scary, funny, dangerous play. And I can't wait. We just had a sort of a, an event this past week and, and we're all really revved about that. So I believe we open early July. So hopefully I'll see all of you there. Yes, very excited about that. So excited that that space, formerly the New Ohio Theater, is revamped as out-of-the-box theatricals. This is so wonderful. And what a season in store for the inaugural season. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I, hats off to Liz. I'm so excited to, to be part of it and for, to watch them, watch them grow. Yes, I'm so excited that your show is the one to kick it off. This will be great to see. So with all these irons in the fire, that leads to my final question, which is if our listeners would like more information about job or about you, maybe they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so? Yes. Well, you can go to jobtheplay.com to learn more about the show and, and sort of get tickets if you'd like to. And then my website is michaelherwitz.com and I'm on Instagram at, at Michael dash Horowitz. at least i think that's what my instagram is so i'm, I'm very accessible on, on those channels and yeah well wonderful well michael thank you so so much for taking the time to stop by today and speak to us about again this incredible show it was such an honor to get to see the show and this has been so wonderful talking to you and just sharing everything this is wonderful so thank you for your time today thank you so much andrew thank you for having me my guest today has been the director, Michael Hurwitz, whose show Job is now a Stage Whisper Creators pick and is playing now through March 3rd at the Connolly Theater. 
Tickets and more information are available at jobtheplay.com, which is also a great place to get more information about the production. So make sure to stay tuned to that. I'm sure the show will have life beyond the Connolly Theater. You can also follow Michael Hurwitz on Instagram at Michael Hurwitz or check out his website, michaelhurwitz.com. He's got a lot of great things in the fire coming up, including kicking off the out-of-the-box theatrical season that's coming up this summer. But right now, run, don't walk, get your tickets now. This is going to sell out. So you want to get your tickets now. Head to jobtheplay.com, get your tickets for Job. Play now through March 3rd at the Connolly Theater. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.